0: Right, we're back with Villaincast. Uh, This, uh, for the last couple of podcasts due to poor internet, I've just been doing audio, but due to some complaints, uh, this has now got a video version as well, which is appearing on YouTube. Um, I think this is like episode eight or nine. I'm not really keeping track anymore. I don't think Joe Rogan does either. Uh, Quick shout out to the sponsors. That's them done.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day... I'll i don't be able know if to I say something. To get old, <laughs> I'm i am going to say you, that one forever. you yourself into a corner now, where you can never get sponsors.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although, like, out on that gag, it'll, it'll be, it'll be someone eventually will show up. <laughs> I hope. Um, then I can get a better webcam. Uh, yeah. So uh, this episode, so part the, the purpose of what I'm doing with these podcasts is to talk to people who, um maybe flying under the radar in certain ways or um not like super well-known high level like well-known competitors not saying not, not high level uh but just weird um weird ways that they've approached jujitsu and and weird stories that they have to tell uh obviously i had Preet on one of the earlier episodes that was um uh, pretty obviously well known for his conceptual uh approach to defense in jiu-jitsu um, when he was back in the uk just prior to lockdown like within like the six months prior to lockdown he did a seminar down in cardiff at cf 24 and i was very lucky to go down and and just be a fly on the wall i'm at omid and he has pretty much what in his own words what pre has done for defense Uh, almost done for offense like that conceptual approach and after reading some of his articles that he's kindly sent me uh i can very much agree uh so how you doing dude yeah i'm good i'm good
1: Um, uh surviving surviving yeah 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 as
0: we all are (laughs) with the lack of jujitsu um (laughs) yeah uh so yeah i don't want to butcher your your history so i'll let you uh introduce like your, your past in this sport. So where, where when did you start? What was your like earliest memory of all this?
1: So it was about 11 years ago. Um, similar to a lot of people in terms of what drew, drew me to um, uh, Jiu Jitsu was, I was a fan of MMA. Um, I was looking for a hobby. That I could do that wasn't football. So I did football for years, and then got a bit of an injury. Um, and I actually first went into Tang Sudo. Are you familiar with?
0: Yeah, I have,
1: uh, I've, I've heard like of Korean
0: it. I, yeah, I was going to say it's it's Taekwondo esque. I imagine. Yeah, it? it's like it's yeah, it's, yeah.
1: it's yeah it's like the precursor to, to Taekwondo. So I got into that. It was martial art. I remember doing karate as a kid. I had a friend who was doing tang Sudo. so
0: Mm.
1: I went along with him. Um, Went there for a few months, um, and then I had another friend who was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and as soon as he heard, I was into martial arts. You know, (laughs) the the, the jiu-jitsu... Gracie Challenge. As we are, yeah, you know, what you're doing is rubbish. Jiu-jitsu is better. Um, So I went along and did one lesson with him and just remember it feeling like I was trying to swim through sand for two hours <laughs> and my whole body was like pulsing the next day from just how crazy it it was and um yeah just didn't stop since so I got pretty hooked so that was in in Swansea um, with the uh, with Chris Reese mm. um and yeah so I went from like doing no jiu-jitsu to doing like four or five sessions a week.
0: Um, so you, you were that that white belt
1: mat rat then? Oh, yeah, from the start. I'm, I've i got the – I think a lot of people who, who get to like where we are in terms of jiu-jitsu, like all the way to black belt, mm. you have to have that in you, I think, you know, yeah. um, where it turns into a bit of an obsession, you know, the the game of it, the, the, the atmosphere, the benefits you feel from – testing yourself every day and yeah so you you, you
0: can't see those guys who appear on the mats don't you with the um like they're the ones who like i don't know break a finger and then just tape it up and carry on rolling or yeah they'll go home and like mutilate themselves and appear the next session
1: just sit on the side they just they just can't quit like you couldn't make them leave oh yeah those are the people you know like it's going to take a lot for them not to be here yeah 10 years time yeah exactly Um, uh
0: so you mentioned then uh, Chris Reese. Uh yeah. Oddly enough, like some of the people uh listen to this, are, like not UK based, like obviously we're all UK based and know and know who okay. Chris is. But for anyone who isn't super aware of who Chris is, like what was his, what's his background?
1: Um so I trained with Chris um up to my purple belt. He's pretty synonymous with the UK scene as being like one of the first. Um, uh, he's like one of those originals, isn't he? Yeah, I think he. You know, two thousand and three, he was training and um, first Welsh black belt. So, he, and he's based in my hometown. So, I started training with him. Um, he and then from there, I moved to Cardiff with work. So, through through all this, I've I've, I've still been working full time as a an engineer. Um, but yeah, moved to Cardiff, trained with Rob Taylor, who was under Chris, and then about six years in, um, me and my main training partner Bryn Bryn Jenkins, mm. who is one of the top competitors, well in the UK, no doubt and uh, definitely, yeah. In in that black belt in Europe, um, he'll he'll his name will be out there if, if people don't know it, but. Um, him and I are very similar in our approach to Jiu-Jitsu jiu- and like a bit of a um, obsession with the conceptual approach and um, like fundamental fundamentalists, as you might say. Fundamentalists, so, yeah. they a
0: different meaning sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, um,
1: uh, but yeah, Did so... you get
0: that from Chris as, a, oh no, like from, from did you, were your instructors the same or did you go a completely different route? <sighs>
1: I would say it was more, it was more back and forth with, um, with me and me and Brin for that, mm. for that kind of approach. Um, like most people, it's a bit different now because there's more resources available in terms of like instructors that put DVDs out. And yeah, but a lot of the time then things weren't as structured in terms of what we were learning. So we would do a lot of like technique farming where you go out and you, you try and basically accumulate as much things as you can. And if something sticks, you go forward with it. Yeah. Um. But then that just didn't feel like it was very productive, if you know what I mean. It's it too much trial and error. I think that maybe
0: comes from like, because there's a stronger um, traditional martial arts scene in the UK, it mm-hmm. perhaps it's like, that's obviously, you know, how a lot of the karate karates in traditional jiu-jitsu's and aikido's work as you have a, a, a curriculum and a syllabus i mean i remember you know we're, we're pretty much in the same era i started 2000 and early 2009 late 2008
1: yes yeah, and
0: it was uh Jitsu university submissions 101 and there wasn't really much left on it wasn't i don't think youtube was like massively useful in those days it was like random uh hostings of enough. videos um and it was like you know, I have a half guard, I need to go find a new half guard sweep or a new half guard pass. That it, yeah. What, yeah, it was
1: what, what I would do in the in the in the when I first started, so like new white belt first couple of months, I go into training, I get caught with a submission, I'd go home, I'd go on YouTube, I'd look at the counter, then yeah, I'd go back yeah. into the next session, and then I'd have the count before it and then so I might get caught with something else. And you know, that plus asking other training partners and, and other in and your instructors, obviously. I, was, it's, it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think lots of people have a, an issue with, with going to resources that aren't your instructor, but I, I, I've never been a...
0: That's like a weird reverence, isn't it? As in, again, I think that's kind of a hangover from traditional, as in, you know, you, when the, the instructor gets referred to as sensei or professor or sifu or God only knows what, uh, you have to have that um, reverence to them because they, have, they are the ancient one uh yeah how many universities operate the same way as in don't go research this only listen to what your professor is telling you like don't go read the book don't go
1: yeah other papers on it
0: yeah exactly like what i say goes it's like that it's one of the only places where well no it's, it's 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 a it's probably the only place like education wise where um you are told to listen to your teacher and your teacher only. If you do anything else, you consider some sort of weirdo.
1: Yeah. Like, well, I, th- I think there's a there's a change in in that now. Yeah. Um, like with the stuff that's pretty new and, and the rest of like the defensive wave that we're seeing, a lot of it is let's put it out to the community and and see what people think of it. You know what I mean? Like we're doing this, and it's you know, there's always asked, there's always a request for feedback and, and questioning. And it's never like this is how it's done. It's mm-hmm. this is how we think it's done under our testing, and we're confident yeah. in it, but we're open to to feedback. And I think that's that's how it has to move forward. But yeah. we're lucky in jujitsu that it's so open, that there is no syllabus. Um, so we should just take advantage of it, you know. There was,
0: I think that a question appeared, it might have been on Fanatics or The Underground or some sort of Facebook group the other day. Uh, the question of, should, it keeps coming up, but it's I don't know worth mentioning again, like, uh, should there be a blue belt test? Do you test for belts in your gym? Do you think that's a wise idea or? So, I've got my own point of view, but I'd like to hear yours.
1: So we have, so the way that our, like, CF2 jiu-jitsu is structured is we teach in systems right so uh the last time we had like a full year of teaching was 2019 and we covered two systems in the 12 months so okay, we spent yeah. six months on top half guard we call it the ground zero mm. and then six months on uh, I think it was like some, I can't even remember, guard or pins, but we, we basically broke, we, we teach us, we use a systematic approach, and we stay on it for as long as we think we need to stay on it. Hmm. So it could be that we're on it for four weeks, or we're on it for six months, as we did in 2019. But we have core systems that we, we expect every student that trains under us to have. Again, it's, it's why I thought it was the similarity with the defensive stuff. I remember speaking to you and you say all your guys learn that from the start, like the different turtle postures and all those things. And that's kind of like, you're like, you need to learn this. This is like your fundamentals. And, and they're all proficient at it before they get to yeah. Yeah, yeah, say, yeah whatever the next belt is. So we have that, but it's the reverse. So it's like back attack system. You know, Bryn is one of the best back attackers and back takers that you you can ever roll with mm. um, top half guard, basically all the pins, the back, uh, mount, side control and um, top half guard. And that, those three systems, those three pins, they're considered core. So before you can get your blue belt under us, we want you to be a proficient level in in those three areas. The thinking behind it is is that you want that to be something that is instinctual by the time you get further up the ranks. Yeah. So that when you get to those positions, you don't go backwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so like yeah. when I when my students, I want them when they get chest to chest with their opponent and they're connected, then they, they don't go backwards. You know, it's it's forwards yeah. only to the submission. So so for, for a blue belt under us, like a homegrown blue belt, someone who started from nothing, then that's what we expect. So we make sure that they those systems get covered in the span that we would expect for the blue belt. Um, yeah, and it's just, they're all underlined by the same core concepts, especially the top pins. So um, the things like the 45-degree principle, controlling range, um, Anchor points, all those things which were in those articles, we, we can talk about um, if we get to it, they underpin everything. So once you understand them in one area, you understand them in, in others. So, yeah. Yeah, that, so but, there's no formal tests, but it's like, okay, you should yeah. know this. Because I shouldn't have to explain to you, this to you at Blue belt because it's like the very fabric of our gym. If you roll with any of our yeah. students, you should feel that there's good pressure on top and... Good attacks from the back. Um, so, do you separate your classes for like beginner or
0: advanced, or is everyone together, or do you have a beginner course, or do people just land? Um... So,
1: we, I don't know how it's going to be after when we get back after all this, but before we stopped, it was a beginner's class, beginner's course. Mm. which was three times a week on rotation every one or two weeks would be like, you know, top half guard, bottom half guard, just on rotation, just getting people familiar with what the positions are and, you know, basic beginner stuff, teaching concepts, so like a conceptual approach mm. like teaching people the why and, and giving them the tools to understand. Yeah. Like the goal isn't, I think the goal as an instructor is to give your students the toolkit they need to answer the questions themselves. Yes, more I, I... I had,
0: like yeah, completely. I had this conversation with one of my uh, brown belts. Is that's that's uh, one again one of the things that uh, I've seen with Preet and obviously with what we do and and how you explain the the system approach when I when I met you was. Um, I don't, and actually, it kind of goes completely opposite to how we both learned. And that's why I was kind of curious about how you started and how you got to here mm-hmm. is obviously we were both, uh, something would happen, we'd go away, we'd go get an answer. But now we want to make it so no one ever has to do that again. Mm-hmm. Like we, we try and arm them with uh, the tools to figure out mid-roll, right? Why, do, why is this happening? How can I make it stop? even if it's chaos, even if they've never seen that situation, they have an answer. Um, obviously, I like, you know, said so that from a defensive point of view. And yeah. Yours is the, the other side of the coin. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. As soon as you get into a certain place, like you, you, you know, something changes. Instead of it being um, a what ifism, as in how to teach like that, as in when you're just doing a technique in the gym, as in oh, we get side control here. Or what if their arm's here? Or oh, then you need to do this. Or what if mm-hmm. their arm's here? Or oh, then you need to do this. Then it's not, you, you're not teaching any concept. You're just mm-hmm. teaching Rolodex techniques. This mm-hmm. is a list and you have to have an index of these and remember them. And that's why Jiu Jitsu can seem like it's so huge.
1: It's more like teaching someone to drive. When you teach someone to drive, you teach them how to, the basic functions of how the car goes, turns, stops you don't go and say right you live in i live in swansea here's the map of swansea yeah like learn every single road and do you know what i mean it's like and how where you're going to turn left and where you're going to accelerate you just you teach them how to operate the and then then they go off so it's the it's the same you know jiu-jitsu is it's never going to be paint by numbers it can't it can't be paint by numbers no and if you try and Teach it like that, you can't expect people to problem solve.
0: No, exactly. And that and that hinders their progress massively, because then they they feel that like jujitsu is huge. And I've I've heard that so many times. Um yeah. do you have a background in teaching? Where did this mentality
1: come from? Uh no, no, no background, just just um Or I'm like like, like like most people, it's once I learn something, I feel like the best avenue for that information is try to give it to someone else. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's like it's all I'm too excited. I I've like found this thing that I'm interested in. It's like who's the first person I can tell this to? Mm. So as I was and I as I was coming up through the through the ranks super interested in it, would, you know, research it all outside of the classes. And then as soon as I would get the chance, I would try and like, you know, share it with other people. And I, I from being like that, I ended up in a coaching role pretty early on. So I was like an assistant coach at the first gym from a blue belt. So it was just kind of like thrust into that that situation where okay so now I have to really try and get this information across to to people who 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 want to learn it and it's it's been it's it's like the same with my jiu-jitsu it's it's a it's an ongoing process I'm always changing how I think things should be delivered best so that's like when you asked about the the type of classes we have uh, where I'm at now um I'm thinking of like amalgamating everyone into the same class, apart from like an intro session where complete beginners can go and feel comfortable. Um, having the, the the next tier more open where you've got higher grades and, and more novice people all working together, working mm-hmm. on the same thing. Um, but, but yeah, so it, it's always changing. It's just, it's like the same, if you're interested in, if you're interested in in, learning and understanding anything then you'll always be working at it and trying to improve it yeah Um, when we started the car when we started cf24 about five years ago we um we wanted to do a completely different how how we'd how we'd learned so it's like how how we would train in our small training group outside of class would there would be a lot of like open discussion lot of like note taking and diagram drawing and Mm. and, like real focus on like trying to hit as many different avenues as we could to understand what we were trying to, to figure out and then when we started our own place it was like all right let's see if we can do that small group mentality of understanding and teach it to a room full of people so a lot of our classes and it's still the same now we'll have a whiteboard up and I will draw the diagrams, I think are best to understand what's being discussed. Mm. And it will be taught or or discussed in that range, like a visual pictures, students can take photos, make their own notes from it, and then try and transfer that back to to the discussion with the the partner. And then lots and lots of pressure testing to try and, get the understanding across you know from a more kinetic range um
0: that's interesting because I've had a few conversations uh obviously various people but most on these podcasts as well is um the best way or not the best way but different ways of coaching the techniques um I came through obviously uh self-taught for the most part but when I could go travel to London or Birmingham or something I'd go you know, training at uh, London uh, Fight Factory or go to Braulio's. Mm -hmm. Um, It was always predominantly the same. It was always warm-up, drill, spa. Um, And it was kind of like, that's all I knew because that's all I was seeing. You know, I'd I'd go to enough gyms where I'd follow that formula that I just assumed that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, We have come at it entirely differently. Uh pre obviously changed most of that. And like I said, that you know if you're you want the best, you're open to to change. Um mm-hmm. how do you shape your classes then? Like you've just said about how you have uh the whiteboard and um mm-hmm. how how would a typical session, if I was just to land in your gym like traveling through, what would a
1: typical session look like? So we don't warm up in the traditional sense. Yeah. Uh, not for jiu So we, if it's um, more of a judo session, then obviously a bit more warm up if the body's getting thrown. But um, jiu jitsu is we either we either roll lightly to warm up, or we or we do some sort of some sort of drilling. the 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 thinking behind that is you, you're not you trying to engage the brain more than than the body at that, at that in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Jiu-Jitsu is the type of sport where people can compete without warming up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, um, so we're more focused, well, I'm more focused on getting the the, the, the brain taken over for the session. So just, just a, a, well, a warm up and a, and a, and a drill
0: funny you should mention that I, I had a um podcast with Naki one of my students the other day and it caused a bit of discussion on the uh, the channel the discord channel got attached to this um I said about my my pre-competition warm-up routine because I've been on grapple fest uh, a few times is I go for a nap I'll, I'll go have a sleep and then about 10-15 minutes before I'm due on I'll, I'll wake up and I'll get a notepad out and I'll write down everything that I want to happen in that competition in that uh role um mm-hmm. not it's taken it was we went a bit deeper and we went on about how i'm not thinking too much about what they're going to do because i'm not i don't want to be answering their questions necessarily i want to be asking my own mm-hmm. um, so yeah I just, I just work through i want to do this i'm, I'm going to do this I, oh, I need to remember to do this um and that's it and i'll walk on and i had more success doing that than uh the 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 atypical needing a, a warm up space and everyone stretching and doing weird star jumps, um, and that's what uh, I then kind of took over into the regular class anyway. As in, I thought, well, you're gonna you've, if you've been awake, you've, your body's warm. Like if you've been moving around in the day, mm-hmm. uh, drilling will warm you up anyway, or just movement through learning, uh, and then you'll you'll you won't just jump hard you know there's there's it's a gradual process it's not warm-up drill because normally the drill is slower than the warm-up so you're like you, you cut you're cooling people down exactly, it yeah it should be like a, a build-up as in learn pressure test spar. yeah like, increase um so it's, it's pretty funny for you to say the exact same like we're one of the only sports where people go in about warming up i'm like oddly enough said that about three days ago
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's the, the 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 normal sessions it's it's skill acquisition that's why you're there so yeah. it's like it's about engaging the brain and and getting the body coordinated but you can you can do that with with a light roll like people especially because in in the Cardiff so I I teach across two gyms Swansea and and Cardiff and in Cardiff it's like sport jujitsu mainly in the Swansea gym we do we do MMA as well so it's like mm different uh, but if you ask people to run around the mat in Cardiff they would look at you like you had three heads because we just <laughs> do it, it. Um, and the way that like the way that you should approach I think people should approach any session especially even when it gets to the sparring is it's all skill acquisition mm-hmm. so if you have had a, a fairly moderate class where you haven't exerted yourself too much and then you go balls to the wall in the first round of sparring, like one, that's not the best way to, to learn anything, but it's also not the smartest thing to do if you might have some areas of your body need to warm up before you, you spar hard, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so typical session would be that, and then it, the, the, the new approach I've really latched onto, trying to make sessions for the regular hobbyists as close to a pro session as we can, like a, a pro session where we would be looking to acquire skill, rather than the pro session where you're sparring hard for for an hour. So there's 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 two types of pro sessions. When you're in a pro set, so say we're a room full of of black belts, and we're all competitive, or we're all inter- and and we're, we've we've turned up to train with each other. Most of the time is spent. As discussion and how we can progress either as a room or as an individual in the allotted time that we have Um, and for me that's the, the the most beneficial way to to learn because you take ownership of of what you're doing you take ownership of what you're learning you take ownership of the things that you do your intention so i wanted to take that as to the the hobbyist sessions so that they had the same kind of responsibility for what they were learning Yeah. because it falls into the same idea of why you would prefer to teach concepts and, and paint by numbers because if it's if you're telling someone here's the answer step by step by step by step they are waiting for you to give them the answer when the step is different yes. or the step has to extend whereas you know Jiu-jitsu, you don't get spoon-fed it, you you know, you have to take it upon yourself. So um depends on the conceptual approach. So the classes would be around the same theme, but very intense, varying levels of intensity with positional sparring and a range of constraints. Mm. So, you know, you're in this position, you cannot control, you know, top half guard, you have to try and pass. Resistance is 60% each, but you can't control your opponent's head. Yeah. So you have to try and pass without controlling. So you have to, you know, there's constraints. You have to work around. The resistance isn't too much that you can't work at all, but it's not so light that it's pointless. Mm. And then as people start acquiring the skill, you okay, can okay, now it's 70%. Now it's 80%, you know, and that's a feeling out process. What I think is 60% might be different from what you think 60% is. Yeah, we have think to. That like, we have to to be that conversation.
0: You. That you have to have that with your partner, as in. Again, it's it's boggles my mind when, I mean, I, I can understand wanting quiet, but when people ask for silence, as in, go away, drill five minutes, uh, or I don't know, twenty reps or something like that. You know, numbers, a numbers game, like you were lifting weights in the gym mm-hmm. in silence, um, like. You should be able to feed back like I say that kind of pressure, like you know, say like 60% of you is gonna be different to me. As the person on the bottom or the person on top, I should be, you know, I should be able to say, uh, oh, can you just up the resistance a little bit on that? Or actually, no, I was having a hard time grasping that one. Can you lower the resistance a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um and playing it accordingly. Uh if you were to to just have a a dead like lying there, grappling dummy partner, it's like, well, why why the hell are we even here? Why don't we just buy
1: grappling dummies and Yeah, yeah, I jujitsu because there's I think in sports science they call it degrees of freedom, so there's um different levels of variability or or um what's what's the word um different levels of complexity with Mm -hmm. different modes of the fight. So, let's say we were we were doing judo there's lots of degrees of freedom in our movement. There's lots of joints involved. We're standing up, we're moving around. So it's, it's, more, it's one of those things where it's more difficult to get to a level of competency with that. Do you know what I mean? Like, but with jujitsu, Jitsu, it's very low level of degrees of freedom. Like the, the complexity is small in terms of the, 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 the like, like you said, like the grappling dummy version of the positions. Yeah, 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 like it shouldn't take me long to understand. I'm on my knees. I'm controlling this person with my arms in this position, and then you know whatever the pass may be, you're sticking with top half. That shouldn't take you too long to be like, okay, I understand how my body moves. So that should that that definitely forms part of a session. But that's like, all right, you've done that in five ten minutes. The rest of the session should be sixty percent, fifty percent, seventy percent. Do you know what I mean? Like for skill acquisition. So I totally agree with what what you're saying in terms of having having totally static drills is definitely not the, the, the best way forward. Yeah.
0: I one thing I sort of incorporate like trying to push as well maybe in the in the final few months of, of teaching uh before it all went to shit was the idea that um again just, just from the experience of being because I, I Apart from when I've traveled to different gyms and which you know was few and far between I admit and uh, my first year or how long it was of, of training, I had never drilled uh, I always picked up from watching and sparring um, and being curious mm-hmm. like hmm, what if this will work uh, but so I haven't got maybe the, the right experience to be able to deliver like what kind of drilling we should do apart from what I've seen but one thing I started to to request was. More of a ownership from the person on the, having this thing done to them, as in, say if because uh, the 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 greatest paradox is you'll never feel your own side control, like you'll never know your own pressure, um, and so you can inflict pain and never feel it. But I I then got into the habit of like, maybe because I was house teaching that you know if if someone asks me a question, I'll say do it to me. 'Cause I want to feel them do it. And so I'll say, oh no, like move move that there. No, no, put put, put that pressure there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of gave me the idea then of like, because the amount of times I'd do that and then I'd be like, oh shit, that hurts more. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'd like, you know, sp- a part of that that pressure process of feeling it out is I'd ask the person at the bottom to take ownership of their own learning as well. And say, actually, no, move that to there. Like, can you just yeah. can you up this a little bit more? Like. Be more curious as the, as a person. Not again. Don't be a grappling dummy. Be more curious and say like, "Oh, when you do the stack here, can you slap me a little bit harder? Because I want to know what that feels like. Because then yeah. you can have kind of take it to what you're going to do to them later on. Because um, again, like it's 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 so much harder to to be doing something to someone and know how it's feeling apart from the the maybe the occasional squeal and the tap. Uh, I've, has, I I learn more from having things done to me.
1: It has to be realistic. But yeah, I think having feeling what some so you know, if I'm teaching a certain position and you can kind of see that people aren't quite getting it, you know, showing them what what it feels like to have it done to them. So they kind of know what cues they should mm-hmm. be expecting from their partner. Like you said, if you had it done to you, kind of it makes it focuses you to where things are happening because. Side control, as an example, can look exactly the same and can feel completely different depending on the amount of of positioning and, and pressure that the person on top is is creating. So it falls into, you know, why the approach that we 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 take is try and like get as many things as you can to develop, deliver the information. This is what it looks like. This is what drawing of it looks like. Mm. You know, this is an analysis, you know, analysis of a video of a top level guy doing it. Here's what it feels like. And going, <clears throat> and then just seeing which one <laughs> sticks with the student. Yeah. If there's always one of them sticks. <laughs> then you've done your job.
0: Yeah. Um, this is all like super interesting. Like, it's, it, Uh, obviously we never got a chance to have that big conversation when you said you you, uh, created a process for for, um, pretty much what Preeta did done for defense you've you've made for offense Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I'd like to go on to like I say you sent me the articles that you'd written Um, Mm -hmm. just so anyone listening or watching uh, are they hosted anywhere because I know you just sent me them as downloads are they hosted anywhere that I could link uh
1: in the description um, for this? They were, no, they were on the website. That's why they, some of the, the, the images are my uh, sketches. Yeah. Um, I can figure out how to put them somewhere. Yeah, Maybe oh. A um, link. I, I would like people to read them because I've done, I've, If for those that don't, I've written about 10,000 words on, <laughs> on pressure, passing and, and control. From the top um, and it'd be nice I, I, I do like people to to read and comment and and well, just see for it, it makes sense.
0: anyone obviously unaware of what, uh, what we're currently speaking of uh, so I was given these these downloads of, of pressure passing and the detail uh, the the um, concepts that are spoken of I mean it's what it's like it was, it was three separate parts and like i said about probably like 10,000 words it, it was massive like 12 i think they are like 12 pages each just on pressure passing and the diagrams that you drill uh, that were in there and um the annotations of of stills from competitions and like holy hell i they it was very impressive was, uh, you were talking about range as well like you had like different op- opportunity, um, options for different ranges of the fight and that's that was one video i did um my first started doing these videos from home was the idea of the pocket yeah same as like you know range as well as in like how to fight out of range or in range or you know when it's not just black and white it's you know distance in matters like in boxing and wrestling um yeah. yeah and so to have you even do these via diagrams i was like oh my god <laughs> this is some i i actually when, I, when you were speaking like and after reading those and everything um are you going to be making like video content, video content of this? Like, are you going to be like making a huge channel of information, or is this like close to your chest? You know, in my gym, have to come visit me, kind of stuff.
1: No, I um, before so yeah, the goal was to get some of it down. I don't, I didn't want to put it on the on the YouTube channel. I wanted to do because you have got like a, a YouTube with some videos on. It's not, it's not kept up, but um the idea was to get some of it down on like an instructional so we've got some of our one of our affiliates they do the the videos for like Polaris and things like that so Mm. the goal was to put the like the fundamental concepts for pressure passing and pinning um and then I've got some like some unique techniques like a way of passing the three-quarter mantle you know that that kind of quarter guard half guard where it's a way of passing that I haven't seen anyone else use and I've seen a lot of jujitsu, and it, it baffles me that people don't know about it but it's like it's an extra way of passing that position which is very successful the, the stinger system so the goal was to get all those down on, on video and put them out um but yeah, either that or I was planning on trying to to get some get to some globetrotter camps. Yes. And see if I could work my way into coaching on there. Because I spoke to someone on the email about um coaching on there. And they said if you're someone who comes regularly, then we'll um those are the people we consider they must be in inundated with people are asking to coach on there. So, yeah.
0: I've I've spoken to Christian before. He says like the the Number of people he has asking to coach on there is is bonkers. Like it just keeps yeah. growing. Yeah. um And then he's told me some of the names as well. And I'm like, damn! Like, yeah. how the hell am I coaching there and this person yeah. isn't? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I I he, do, he has I, his reasons.
1: Yeah. I do want to get it out there because I think it's 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 similar to what I've heard Prit say before about having like like unifying the best content for jujitsu in the different areas of paraphrasing uh, what he said, but um, I think it's mutually beneficial. Like the, if someone understands the way that I've laid out the top position, hmm. it will make the defensive stuff you guys are working on better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I've seen some element. so for example, People do side controlling, not they don't do it incorrectly, but they they categorize, they don't go deep enough into the categorization of it. Mm. When I if 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 you or if I say to anyone, like, what does side control look like? It's not narrow enough. Like there has to be a distinction between whether it's an open or a closed side control, you know, whether this arm is between you and your partner or, or whether it isn't. And depending on that position, you should treat it completely differently on top. Yeah. If the arm is between us, then you should treat it like you would treat how I think you should treat the guard with, you yeah. know, Jordan, rather than treating it like most people think side control is like crossed like this. Yeah, and yeah. if your partner's arms be- between you and them, it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter. You stay in that position and that's, well, that's 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 not correct. It's not the best way to to think about it on top. Which means if you have defenses for it on the bottom, it's against the wrong position on top. Do yeah, you know what I mean.
0: Well, that's that's one thing I, I do my best to step away from. It, it, occasionally I occasionally have to use the same term, like the the uh, the given nomenclature. But I try and steer clear of teaching side control, mountain, north, south. I just literally say. Um, as soon as you pass your guard, you should be just living in their armpits. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not opening up their arms and living in their armpits, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't be mm-hmm. stopping progression. Yeah. Uh, if their if their if their elbow can come down anywhere near their hip, which obviously you know you you've you've met the running man stuff from pre. If their elbow's free, it's yeah. coming down. It's meeting their hip, and the the opportunity is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that opportunity for a regular side control or even regular like mount where someone has the opportunity to frame on you because it's always been like my, my bugbear is when I've ever gone anywhere and it's been a mount based class the first thing that ever gets taught is right now first thing we do open up their elbows and move up into their into their armpits So, like, well why don't you do that from step one mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you've kind of you created a side control and a mount and it could be the case that like say, so you could have that that side control where you've actually moved into their armpit but they transition to mount and you close their armpit off again. Mm-hmm. Like you let their arm go free. Yeah. Um, instead of this idea of living up in that gap, like, mm-hmm. no, I don't care what you put there um, yeah. hip, knee, arm, arse, like yeah. <laughs> open it, don't care, keep it up I, there.
1: I, uh, one of the, um, the idea of clicks. I find that a very good way of, of, of mm. explaining like specifically the, this side control position where if the idea is of control or the best form of control is to have clicks on your opponent, if they've got an arm between you and them, there is no click there. No. You've defended the, the point where you should be clicking if you're going to be that high on them is the armpit. And if that's blocked and defended with the frame, then you're not in the correct position. The click is at the hip. Yeah. So the fight should be if their arms are on the inside, you collapse the bridge. So you you walk down, you knock their legs over so they can't bridge into you. But then so that's that's you know that it's it's a it's a logical conclusion you can come to if you have the tools that we're talking about. So if you're just the idea of of clicks, you know, you don't have to know anything other than you're trying to click your body into your your opponent. That should be something that's recognised from that position. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that side control is closed, and you, if you don't respect it like you respect the guards, then you won't hold that position. No, no, no. Again, exactly. Again, people who are worth like, I always caveat this, You should. I'm always trying to get to the answer of how do I that person that's worth beating yeah do you know what i mean like if they're same grade as me or or more whatever don't that's the person i'm trying to trying to trying to make sure this works or not you know i'm 85 kilos and they're 65 kilos yeah yeah because you could be wherever you want to control them you should be able to control them so yeah of course
0: um well not completely like again it's it's maybe step into that, that traditional martial arts part of, ju- of jiu-jitsu that's still kind of... Like I said, the, the conceptual approach with, with so many great coaches now appearing on YouTube and, and getting their voices heard is, is making this old kind of system fade away. But the simple idea that you can have uh, people like coaches get side control where the frame already exists, like their arse is up in the air and um, the other person's like just naturally lying in the T-Rex, uh And then they just go from there, and that's what people are watching. That's what they think side control should look like. And then yeah. they get to that position, go yeah. for an Americana. All of a sudden, it just gets rolled or regarded or something stupid. It makes it makes the game so much harder.
1: Yeah, I, I'm always hesitant to say. I, I might have said it, but there's always an it depends that should come at the end of it. You know, if like, yeah. but my my ideal jujitsu the the thing that i'm trying to like always work towards is the attribute free version of it
0: yeah which is i think
1: so there are ways of mitigating being over the top of a i'll call it closed side control because that's how we refer to it there are ways of dealing with that and and holding your partner down so it's like it's not that it's wrong i might be But it's not the most efficient. Yeah, like I have to work much harder to hold this, and your partner's, my partner will have a much better chance of escaping it. Whereas if I'm if I'm down and collapsing the bridge and focusing on the on the hip and just keeping the elbows off the floor, I can be totally relaxed in that position. So I've removed the attributes from the situation Mm. because, for me, like fundamental jujitsu is any jitsu, any position, it's not like basic positions, but it's attribute free. Yeah. Does your positioning mean that you're winning or you're in the, the best position for, for for the scenario? Do you know what I mean? Like it should be free of, you know, you shouldn't have to be flexible to make fundamentals work. You shouldn't have no. to be strong to make, there's a place for that. You know, obviously we've got lots of guys who compete and use all your attributes when you can be in, but... When you're understanding fundamentals and learning them it should be for me the goal should be free of attributes so that's you know when i like i said i'm a fundamentals fundamentalist so (laughs) 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 it needs to be done in a certain way for it to be classed as fundamental in my eyes
0: yeah well there's a there's a a logic behind everything like to to assume that jiu-jitsu came written on some sort of stone tablet by some deity a uh, hundred years ago uh, and handed to Mr. Gracie as he climbed a mountain um, is absurd it's it, it's a machine it's physics and biology, it's science and we apply ourselves to the machine and we get technique out the other end um, and yeah if you can understand the machine, if you can understand the science uh, it pretty much circles back around to everything we've been saying on this, this episode is um, it doesn't matter what that other person does. It doesn't matter if they're flexible. It doesn't matter if they're strong or static or whatever. If I understand the science of what they're doing, I may have never seen the technique they're using. It doesn't mean I don't understand the science of why it's working mm-hmm. and I can counter it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, that's the information that I want my students to have. I want them to be able to, from... from Day one up. Like if 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 some, I don't want them to come to me with questions. <laughs> I want them to have the answers themselves. Yeah. Like if there's if, if there's a problem with their their understanding of the science, come to me, mm-hmm. please. But I want them to know that if they, um, from the, even from a defensive aspect, if they're in a bad place, I say, well, where was your elbow two seconds ago? And if the if question if the answer isn't tied to my hip, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, I know roughly where you went wrong. Mm-hmm. And again, it applies to to, to most of the scenarios. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think some, I think the conceptual approach, one of the kind of like resistance we had to it when we first started was, it was kind of thought that you had to be experienced to understand the concepts, which yeah. in a way is, is kind of, cyclical because you don't really understand it properly until you're more experienced Hmm. but unless you have your eyes open to it from the start then it's going to be a longer road to get to that point of understanding like my goal is always to make sure that my students don't make the mistakes that I made because I feel like when I was learning jujitsu, it was like do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, this is the path. but So my goal as an instructor and a coach is to get it as straight as possible. Like, yeah. get the good, get the, the valuable information and the understanding from the start and just work towards the goal rather than, you know, just being all over all over the shop. It's and, that
0: difference. It's making sure that you don't teach as you were taught. It's teach as you are now. Yes, exactly. Um, like, and it's it's a it's a difficult um thing to traverse because you think if i ta- teach you how I was taught, eventually you will become as I am now, yeah no except what got me to here wasn't the best route no. at all on the map, yes. it was everywhere and nowhere at once yeah. um but if i can show- if I can show you the most logical way and again it's it's a, a great admission um like, especially coming through in Jiu-Jitsu when we did, like black belts were few and far between, mm-hmm. um, and so there was that reverence uh, to them, and they're like seen as some sort of godlike person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we've both got there. It's like, oh wait, I'm still human. Um, <laughs> and so it's admitting that I'm like actually one of the best be- best bits of advice I ever got. Um, not advice, but like just tidbits was from Simon McGovern,
1: okay, uh, yeah.
0: who obviously isn't that far away from me. Yeah. And we were going to try and get him for a seminar, you know, just a local uh, seminar, I think. And I asked if I could record it. And he said, I, You can, just don't put it anywhere. I was like, Yeah, that's fine. You obviously, you don't want your techniques to go anywhere. He goes, No, it's because what I understand now is going to be different to what I understand in one year's time. Yeah. So, what I sh- what you record it will be out of date. Yeah. Um, And just that alone, hearing that from a black belt for the first time, as in, <laughs> I am admitting right now I am wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I just don't know how I'm wrong right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I always feel but, that about putting in stuff online. Not so much about the understanding of it, but the the way that it's taught, the way that it's delivered.
0: Um it was always gonna get better. Like the stuff I put out uh, yeah. initially, like two years ago, like that the the, the defend everything video that, that kind of took off. I look back at that now and I think, my God, I didn't know what the fuck I was talking
1: about. Yeah. Like I'm it, it, if you don't feel like that then i it's it 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 you'd have to worry Especially yeah, as a as a gym owner and a coach Do you, you know what i mean like if you don't feel like that about what your your own development then it, i guess you've lost the passion for it
0: yeah of course it's just you're just there just hoping that money keeps coming in and people keep showing up instead of i want to it's kind of <laughs> it's funny that you know you have white belts come in like beginners, and uh, you know, they, they jump into their classes, they start to get their, a bit of a, a grasp of jiu-jitsu. Then they go off into the YouTube rabbit hole, and they come back and they go, have you heard of this guy called Eddie Bravo? And they start doing all magical shit. Like, <laughs> it makes me giggle. And then the further you go up the rankings, uh, the more you're like, I don't, I don't care about being upside down and stuff like that. I want to know, if I move my elbow one yeah. inch in this direction, will that make your head explode? and yeah. it just gets more and more and so that's pretty much where it has, has ended now there's this I don't give a shit about technique I want to understand the science like yeah. more and more every day
1: yeah I'd rather go well I think it's a natural progression as you get more experience you you're less worried about widening the knowledge you're more concerned with making it deeper
0: yeah that's what i say actually that it's a shame that uh, some of these people who are listen to this five podcast and couldn't see you uh, demonstrate that on the video. I
1: did, <laughs> but... a, a, a very good. Um, yeah, it was
0: awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're missing out in the background as well. The CF twenty four one, like all those people, poor people on Spotify right now, listen to this on their way to work. <laughs> um, yeah, I completely. As again, like, majority of people I imagine listen to this are, you know, white, blue, purple belts. And so, for for you to say and agree with the idea that you know, we even we get better, even like we've 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 hit the the top belt and we're still going. We still don't know what the fuck we're on about. We've got a rough grasp of it, but Uh,
1: especially with jujitsu because it's it's broad. Mm. Fair enough. It's like it's no, but there's there's whole games within with like. So I've recently over the last where we've been able to train over the last year or so fall in love with judo. Yeah. Right. Our style at our gym is very, it's pressure heavy, be on top. Mm. Um, so naturally the, the up element has to be incorporated, incorporated into that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So like, you know, I'm a white belt again in in that it is part of jujitsu. Like the stand up game is part of jiu-jitsu, but it's I'm also a white belt in it. Do you know what I mean? So, and it will it won't change. And and you can broaden it as much as as you want so with our MMA team. Like okay, well now there's now there's strikes involved. Like what does jiu-jitsu look like when there's strikes? So you can always reset yeah. yourself back to a white belt in terms of the amount of information you've got ahead of you to try and uh, assimilate. And it never stops. It might be that you, you're white belt, blue belt, purple belt, and that is jujitsu. But again, that's broken down into positions. Am I on top? Am I playing guard? Am I on the back? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's it's vast. And I think if you ever lose that that kind of mentality where you can always make it better. You can always go deeper into your understanding of it or you can always start afresh on something else that you need to get deeper on. Then, then, then you, yeah, you probably won't be training jiu-jitsu much longer. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think when people think of getting to the black belt, they think that your knowledge is that deep on everything. Yeah. But it's like, it'll be deep enough in all the positions but it won't be like yeah like as it'll be deeper in, in other in other aspects other areas, yeah. depending yeah. on what your preference is, do you know what I mean
0: I, I think that's something that, similar to what something that Chris Ho said is that it's not the black belts that in, invent techniques it's the blue belts and purple belts it's just the black belts steal them like yeah we, we don't and we just put our names to them like we yeah we've got the depth of knowledge but we we're not it's it's Depth across multiple areas, and, and maybe only something like true depth in something specific that we're currently working on and got a, mm-hmm. a, a deep interest in. Um, that's not to say that you know blue belts are super inventive and going all over the place and like, oh, I'll, I'll try this and like, oh shit, that works. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's that kind of uh, humbling at the top, as in we aren't like godlike. We're still no. we're still white belts. that Are just like been around we did we, the white belts we never left yeah we're still, we're still that way it was quite well, well yeah, the, same the,
1: time. the ones that were too obsessed with it
0: yes yeah, it we should, we should have rest. had something
1: else to do in
0: the <laughs> yeah we've had 10 11 years we could, we could have picked up something else in that time we decided not <laughs> to um, so when we get back into the gyms then um, you said that you're going to to uh shake things up with with uh, how you teach classes have you is that based on have you had much interest since going uh quiet um because our emails have been blowing up like i don't know what the hell's happened. has happened has there been some sort of big uh press release or news thing about jujitsu because i have no idea why there's a sudden interest in it um was, that's actually Change oh. how i'm now going to be i have to now really focus on doing a, a very in-depth beginner course because just chucking people into regular classes that's no longer an option
1: so how do you how do you how were you doing it then before what
0: was your story? um mostly it was just like because we're, we're not that big it's a small town and um and even for a small town i think we're only like 60 people uh we have three black belts in town from different gyms uh mm-hmm. so we've got myself we've got dave briggs who's under who's under ben poppleton yeah um yeah. and now we've got martin jones who's a black belt under brawler so he's got his own gracie just showed up yeah. so there's not that many people Jiu-Jitsu in such a small town so we're still i don't know 30 odd 50 people mm-hmm. um so this is kind of a case of everyone kind of you know we didn't have enough intake to to warrant it but when things started to actually then pick up just before we, when we disappeared uh i was like right we actually need a, a beginner course and what does that beginner course look like so sat down and designed it and now the numbers that are appearing in emails now are like oh i'm really interested in starting jiu-jitsu after turning to pudding um during this time off
1: yeah, me too.
0: uh i'm like holy hell um now it needs to be way more in depth so it's it is like an eight-week course of just covering uh because before it's like people arrive and I'd kind of, I'd almost like give the the room to all my brown belts and say like, you guys teach this what well, I'm hoping to do tonight I'll just take this newbie to the side and say look you need to know this yeah. put this in there and don't move and you'll be fine yeah. um, and so they survive their first night uh, but now it's kind of canonized into something that makes more sense um, yeah so it was it was a question of uh, stepping away from the conceptual side ish. Um,
1: Yes. Have you had a
0: weird intake of like more people, and are you? Could you say you're having a, a, an actual beginner course, and then just everyone else? Is that yeah. based on this, or is that something you're planning beforehand?
1: So it, yeah, we've had we've had lots of interest. Again, this, especially the Swans gym because we do MMA as well. Mm. Lots of people interested in, in starting that. I find it funny that they think that I know something more than they do.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like about whether we can train or not.
0: Yeah, I keep getting that. I was like, oh, can we go back? Uh, when when the gyms open up, when, you know, I was
1: Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. I'll Hang on, I'll just message Boris and ask him. Yeah,
0: we've got a, we've got a straight line to him. Like, yeah. he, he specifically talks about, you know, um, easing of, like, kids to schools and jiu-jitsu. Like, those yeah. are, like, the main topics that he, he delves into.
1: <laughs> well, there's that, and there's, have you got classes on? It's like, what? we're not allowed out of the house. What do you want to vote?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like... Um, <laughs> Ah, oh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's keeping them interested. Um yeah, so we, they, we set up a waiting
1: list and we got their emails, so they'll just get a, an email done. Um in terms of the beginners content, we've gone I've gone through lots of different permutations of it, obviously always trying different things. Um what I am intending to do when we go back is try and basically Train people up to be able to, to positional spar safely. That's my goal. Because what I was at, at, you know, different permutations of the beginner's course, but I'd have people come in on, on their first session. I'd give them like a brain dump based on like the, the side control stuff we were talking about, you know, different ways of controlling and all this stuff. But what you've got to remember is if you remember back to your first class is you won't remember that. in a week's time let alone for four months time but what you will remember is the first the times when you it starts to go a bit live Do you know what I mean it starts to turn into so and one of the biggest drop-offs that we get with beginners is is through them getting to a point where they can spar and then going too hard and Get injured and, and they don't come back. It's like, like jujitsu is not for everyone. Like it never will be. Combat sport yeah. not for everyone. Like it's physically challenging. It wrecks your ego. Do you know, like, there's so many reasons why, you know, you sweaty people in contact. All that stuff. So I never expect for everyone to to stay on. So what I'm going to look to do is still use a similar content of of you know going through the positions and but less heavy on the on the kind of deliverable of of technique more okay this is how you can um get to a point of sparring in this situation Mm. you know what i mean like this is what it means to 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 grapple and and not go completely nuts do you know what i mean this is what it looks like you know, this is what 30% means to you. <laughs> yeah. 40% resistant means to you. Um, Because ultimately for me, that the biggest value for the students is getting them into the main class. Yeah. Because uh, I think I hear Dan Strauss talk about this because he. I think he was, when he was teaching, was doing a similar thing of teaching big chunks of information, like long systems basically. But yeah if you imagine 10 years to black belt, there's no rush in how that information gets across because it's going to take you however many years to get there. So six months on one, that's extreme, but six months on one system. If you, if you don't know anything other than that system, but you know that system to a deep level because you've done it for six months. Yeah then you already know lots of things in other areas yeah you know what i mean like there's crossover you understand like the principles the concepts mm. you know the things that you do and there'll be crossover to other things you do so but, and and you that that and you have an understanding of what understanding it means yeah So that, then you'll know when you've reached it in other areas so for me it's about getting them comfortable, getting them understanding that this is what Jiu-Jitsu is, this is what a class is, you know, this is how close you're going to be to this person, and, you know, and then, but then getting them to a point where you can get them into the main class as That's, soon as possible.
0: So, so I, I think, I don't think it was in the book, but I think it's from a seminar that I went to our Christian Graugatz back when I was a white belt up in Bolton at Carl Fisher's place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you might have said it there, is... This is pre-globetrotter camp. This is like when globetrotter affiliation was just like a uh, something he was about to release. Um, he mentioned the idea of like if you if you're serious about jiu-jitsu, you're going to be here forever anyway. Um, choosing something and like making that yours for the next year, like so mm-hmm. you know you go to your regular classes and um, you know do your your regular learning, but then just have something that's yours. Like have a pass or a sweep or a, a submission or an escape or whatever. And every opportunity you get, use it. Mm-hmm. Just like fail it a million times for the next year. You have to use it every session. Yeah. And you'll learn a million ways of how that thing works.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so that's similar to, you know, obviously you can, you can have, a, it's, it's taking ownership of your own learning. You can, like you say, you, you have that natural side effect of if you do something for like six months there's so much area around that then they'll understand mm-hmm. but I just tell them that anyway as in even if it's uh not my plan like if we're doing a month or two months or something um is I'll say look find something that personality and physicality you enjoy and that's all you're going to do. I call it the kitchen fridge as in you write this on your kitchen fridge and that's now yours for the next year like every opportunity you have, you go, right, I need to do that technique. Uh, and you come back to me in a year's time, you'll know everything around that technique. Uh, I've got one lad who started um, uh, a few months before, you know, when we did odd training last year. And he had like an inclination towards lockdown. I was like, right, every role you're going to play lockdown. And so the amount of questions then he was asking me of, oh, where could I, you know, and he started to play Butterfly, he started to play more half-guard, and all that just kind of blossomed out of that single, I'm just going to play Lockdown all the time. And now he's got a, like a game kind of growing around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sounds similar to, like, you know, to, to what you've just been saying, as in, instead of it just being disparate techniques of we're just going to do an uh, armbar triangle, from guard. It's like, right, um, Let's let's have something that kind of makes sense that it grows out every session, kind of emanates outwards, and you get a full understanding of of what we're actually doing. Instead of I don't know, this is the techniques I thought on the car on the way here.
1: It it's it's it surprised me that people don't don't treat the sessions again. I think as people are, I don't know, they're worried that it's something that the students won't take to maybe i think they will get bored that they're doing the same thing over and over yeah yeah. it's as long as there's plenty of pressure testing then it's impossible to get bored of it because you're always having to put it to the fire Mm. you know what i mean whereas if it was just drilling the same thing for for weeks and weeks and i can see how how that would get boring but we found like we very rarely get students asking for one to ones mm. because the content, the way that we deliver, we basically, like I said, we get as many as in ways of informing them and just lobbing it at them. I think they they feel so like satiated with the information and the classes. Yeah. We, we don't often get people asking for for one to ones. Do you know what I mean? Thinking that there's something missing from what they're doing. Um, yeah. It's just being uh, just being bold enough to to do it. Do you know what I mean? Just like, you know, teaching with a whiteboard. Like yeah, you just, yeah. just have to be like, well, I learn all right like this. Yeah, so, of course. Uh, I can explain it well with this, so uh, make it part of the part of the class. Like what why not? There's there's no rule book. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I've already thrown away the, the warm up, so why why won't yeah, I yeah. change yeah,
0: the exactly. other
1: aspects of it as well?
0: Uh, last question then: When things return, um, are you? Did you used to do m- many seminars, and are you looking to get more into to those and like trying to to ex- like expand your system across? Because I say, I mean, um, how you've approached your jujitsu and how you how you approached the concepts does that work in a seminar? Um, yeah. Platform, and are you going to be? Because uh, I know you said about obviously the, the camps, but are you going to be going everywhere as well with with this?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, i've I've done a couple of I've done a couple of seminars um, locally. Um, yeah, I'd 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 love to do more. Um, I love talking about jujitsu, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and explaining. Um, yeah, so hope I I the what I don't do much of is like. Um, put myself out there as a like a coach that does that kind of stuff I like yeah. to you know do my work in the gym go out with my students see them you know do well in competition and MMA do you know what I mean like that's always always my my kind of like expression of what I teach um, yeah. but yeah, I'm definitely up for... De- I would like to come up to you and pick your brains on the defensive stuff. Um, like when I had Pritt down, obviously I'd seen him on the, on the YouTube and I'm always open-minded and mm-hmm. I'd I'd fallen into the trap previously of like, don't turn away when they've passed your guard. And then he explained it and I was like, oh shit, yeah, he's right. It, it's always at it the like, why did I let... Yeah. It depends, leave me for that one p- position. So, as soon as I was like, right, get him over, and then you came, and I was like, oh, there's someone who knows all this stuff, and they live up, up the road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, actually, that
0: you say that, like one thing that, um, because myself, uh, Preet and uh, Vim de Puta were over in Amsterdam at the 10th Planet Camp teaching back in September, and um, one, th- one idea I floated past both of them was doing a seminar somewhere in Europe um, like, a, like a concept weekend so mm-hmm. uh, choosing even one of our gyms or like a, a, a uh, open third party place of pretty much choosing a subject for the weekend and then just all three of us hitting it hard and pretty much for an audience mm-hmm. um, and so your idea of like conceptualizing it like i think having you there would be a lot of fun as well like mm-hmm. having you from the definitely the offense side like looking at the same problem mm-hmm. um so yeah hopefully if uh, over the summer and the, the autumn time we can we can arrange that because i think that'd be a hell of a lot of fun
1: yeah that'd be wicked um I, yeah I'm, I'm a sponge as well I've, <laughs> I, I i always think that i'm i'm either the best student or the worst because when i'm into something I will hound you and ask you questions mm-hmm. until I'm satisfied that I've got something yeah. to, to move forward with. Um, so yeah, I'm always up for I'm always up for that. Um, wow, so
0: I'd
1: yeah, love to understand the, the defensive stuff more. Like one of the reasons why I ended up writing those articles was because I found it helped me understand it more, and I actually made progress in my understanding mm. by writing it. Um, yeah. And it also helped me, me put the, the information across when I teach, but I'd love to do that for more areas. Do you know what I mean? Just like, I've got some, some ideas for the guard, half butterfly type, like dealing with a kneeling opponent, which basically uses the idea of range and how, yeah. that's, how that basically helps you attack from the bottom. But yeah, I'd I'd love to, to yeah, pick your basically steal as much as your defensive stuff as I can and <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: in a bit of mutual ceiling actually. Yeah.
1: Um streamline it and write even if yeah, I always find that's a good way of understanding it, just writing it out long form.
0: Yeah. Or just teaching, like I think I've learned more from teaching than I ever did from training. Like, right. The amount of times like I'm I'm saying something and you see my eyes light up because I'm actually realizing it as I'm saying it. Yeah. Like it's I, the same. Like this. the same with a few of the videos I've done. Like as I'm talking, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like I didn't realize I could do this as well. Um, I, I just trying to hide yeah. the
1: face. I I relate to that because yeah, sometimes I've been explaining something in the mo and in the moment, understanding it further than I understood it when I started talking about it. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah.
1: It's I don't know. It's hard to. It's yeah. It's a it's a weird one what? to to explain but if, if you've had that same experience you know you know what i mean but i think externalizing it is useful yeah you know what i mean like like putting it across and yeah, as long as you're you you always set the caveat that you you might be talking shit yeah you know this is how I, I understand it now like don't hold me to this but yeah yeah then yeah
0: well i've had a like a student uh, you know, I was teaching him a few years ago. And then he, he came to me, he disappeared for a bit, They he came back and I was teaching something differently. Well, oh, he said, Well you do you you said this like you know two years ago. I was like, yeah, but I was wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um and that's one thing like uh, I I started trying to get um I even I, I set aside a session where uh i try and get my like, anyone from blue belt and up take the class. Like just teach what you're into. Like mm-hmm. your thing, because by bluebot you have a thing. Yeah. Like that you 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 have interest in. I was like, just teach your thing. Like get some experience teaching. Like, yeah. please. Like give it uh, wide form to an audience. And um, just to so see if they start having those similar moments of why am I doing this? Like now about to try and explain it to, to 20 people. Why am I actually grabbing this here? And you can see that the, the, the wheel started to go at that point. I was like, Well there's no reason you can't. I
1: did yeah I think it's important I think just like I I think everyone should have a go at competing I think it's
0: yeah
1: you know I never force a student to compete but I personally think it's better if you at least give it a go at least once at each belt if you mm-hmm. can Yeah. because I think you get so much at, like the fear of doing it do you know what I mean like Sleepless nights thinking about the fact that it's gonna happen and then it happens and yeah. and there's always that like release afterwards. You're like, fuck, I wanna do it next week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, But
0: just the stress for a week watching the scales to make sure you're on weight and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's like so I I you know I think people it's it's, it's important to 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 do that at least one, it, especially if you do a combat sport at least once. But the same with teaching like yeah. you should be able to verbalize and put across what you know do you know what i mean and the only way you do that is by by doing it there's like like instructors like we said they they get better as time goes on they have they have to they have to improve how they they teach as they go along because you think oh shit i said that and it's not right or whatever yeah. They didn't understand it very well that time, or um, they go off and they drill and uh, and they're doing it completely wrong. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't tell them how to do it properly. Yeah. Um, but I think it helps you set the information in the in your mind. So that's that's a good thing. Good thing that you do. Um, Put them. Do do give them any notice, or you just shove them
0: out in front of the class I'll I'll give that I'll I'll ask maybe like a few days like maybe it used to be like a week in advance I'd say can you do next Thursday or something and like you know I'd even sit there at the back of the room and just like yeah I want to watch your class like what are you going to talk about um it was usually interesting like some of the some of the guys who I was initially asking to start running classes now you know they're, they're they're brilliant instructors in their own right they they know their stuff I'm like good I want this. <laughs> I want all of this. um yeah. This has been awesome. Like, so I, I, I realize that I am taking a large portion of your evening. Um, oh, this has been a lot of fun. Like, uh, it was, I was so excited that you even agreed to this, just because um, I was uh, meeting you, and like we always had that role in Cardiff, uh, and it was like like Harry Potter and Voldemort, like. Like it was uh, so evenly matched in like different aspects, like your your um, deep offensive knowledge versus my deep defensive knowledge. Like like, what's going to happen? And like (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to beat you with nothing, and you're just going to like hit a brick wall repeatedly. Um, I got I got I got eight
1: more kilos now, so might be able
0: to. (laughs) Yeah, I think we all (laughs) have. Like. (laughs) You can just slightly see there's a board, just my my obviously on the camera. There's yeah. a board right next to me that I've written my weight on. And so every week I like like it's going down and this is where my competition weight is. It's gone down. Uh, I think
1: middle head, you know.
0: Middle, yeah. I think I'm I think I, I think I hit Brock Lesnar levels at one point. <laughs> so I had to get back down to, to Saint Pierre. Um <laughs> Hopefully then when obviously, you know, if it's a month, two months, three months away that that everything's relaxed off that we can travel around. Uh I look forward to bringing down a group or or vice versa. And uh yeah, we'll definitely play. Uh but so like thank you for this. It's been great. And um awesome. yeah, like I said, I think I said to you might might have been just before we start recording, uh, you're like some sort of unknown UK Danaher. Um <laughs> hopefully people can listen to some of this and uh, if you can get the, the article hosted. Um I don't yeah. want to host it on my site, it's yours. Um uh, you yeah, uh, uh, a,
1: a Discord.
0: Um Yeah, yeah, I've got the Discord channel. Uh if you don't obviously i have got various people already on there. I've got about 60 or 70 people on there. Would you have a problem with me posting it in there or no? Go for it. Okay, cool. I'll put it in there. So anyone listening to this, there's the Discord channel that's always linked. Um I'll I'll host the uh I'll can post the attachments for the uh, the article. Uh, in there of uh, pressure passing honestly the detail um, makes Jiu-Jitsu University look like a children's book Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm going to have my head stamped on by very good people for saying that Um, but yeah the the amount of detail makes it look like Jiu-Jitsu University is like a paint by numbers
1: it's, it's very applicable stuff as well
0: yeah, oh, completely. I, that, I think
1: like, it gives you that that toolkit. You know, where do I put my hands? Where do I put my body? It's it's. Yeah. That, I think that's that's why it's been beneficial for my students because it's detailed, but the application of it is actually pretty straightforward. Yeah, you can go and use it pretty early on. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love to. I'd love more people to read it at least. If they got any if they got any questions about it in your discord as well um, I'll, I'll answer anything um Are you
0: I, on there or shall I just forward them on to you what now oh, uh, right because uh, obviously on the disk on the discord it's like everyone's got pseudonyms and it's all nicknames so I have no idea who anyone is It could also oh. be my students just humoring me like for all <laughs> I know just to like take the piss um <laughs> well I just bot accounts um, but yeah I''ll, I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure book. pardon.
1: Is it an open Discord or is it closed?
0: Uh it's I've I don't know how it works. So all I do is I put an invite out there. So there's an invite at the bottom of every video and for anyone to join. I, yeah, everyone can just click on it, oh, I'll just enjoy, yeah. it. i join
1: it. I've I've got Discord.
0: Oh cool. Okay, yeah. Uh well I'm gonna and i listen. This is this is uh Wednesday, the 10th of March. Uh and hopefully this is gonna be hosted. Uh, Wednesday, 10th of March. I hope if you listen to this, it's close to Wednesday, 10th of March, and I mean, we will be in the Discord, uh, hoping to chat to people about uh, his uh, fu- fundamental fundamentalist concepts yeah. of offense. Um, I
1: I wrote the first two when I was a purple belt, And the second one when I was a brown belt, and it still holds up. So. <laughs>
0: oh, completely. Like again, so it's up, like. The, I'm up
1: for questions
0: the detail in there so yeah i'll uh i'll say thank you Uh, i'll go do all my my behind the scenes work and yeah i'll see you on there soon hopefully and everyone else who wants to ask questions on this uh, i'm sure many other things uh but yeah thank you so much for your time dude
1: i'll see you soon cheers
0: bye